0: What is your favorite Christmas movie and why? And we're going to be exploring this issue is really, is every movie, is every Christmas movie ultimately about Christ? And when we think about this so-called magical element uh, in a lot of these films, it's not there just for fun. And in this article that was written by Peter Dre and Matt Lillicrap, it's true that a lot, a lot of these Christmas films do have this this sort of magical element, but it's not simply there just for fun. It leads to transformation, and that—that is a major ingredient in almost every one of the Christmas films that you can name. Even a comedy like Elf with Will Ferrell, Buddy the Elf, eventually is reconciled with his dad, and he starts a family of his own. So there you go, transformation. In The Polar Express, there's a character named Billy. He's skeptical, and his skepticism is banished in that film. And of course. We have to think about Scrooge, of course, A Christmas Carol. Christmas simply wouldn't be Christmas without having a fresh start for Ebenezer Scrooge. And so Peter Dre and and Matt Lillicraft, they actually say that when it comes down to Christmas films, mostly it's either a voyage and return plot line or the theme of rebirth. That, That seems to be in the vast majority of the Christmas films. So for example, the voyage and return plot line, the protagonist is forced away uh, from his or her normal environment, eventually comes back, but sees everything with fresh eyes. George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life. He goes back to Bedford Falls. He's been shown by a guardian angel what his town would have looked like without. His good deeds. So you know, if they were all sins of omission, if he hadn't done all these things, what would have happened? And that's that's an incredible lesson for for all of us. And what about rebirth? That's kind of the other themed, and that's that's so prevalent in Christmas films. Obviously, the most famous example is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol with Scrooge, but it's also the same plot line that you find in the Grinch films, whether it's the cartoon version or the celluloid version with Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's the theme, rebirth. He's a tragic character. He experiences a dramatic change and life is never the same for him or for anybody around him. And so, you know, really every story does point towards Jesus. It might be a faintly, you know, it might be a faint sound or it might be in full stereo, you know, Dolby sound, surround sound like we have at the movies. The bottom line is God created the world. He created the universe. So that means that it has meaning baked into it. And that's why these... These plot lines. There's only seven different plot lines that that ever come up because this is kind of baked into the world. And I remember Cardinal Ratzinger, who of course became Pope Benedict XVI. He he wrote about this. He he basically said like the fact that the universe is intelligible and scientists try to find out you know data. They they're trying to study this means that we can know about it. It's knowable. It's knowable. It has intelligibility, and it's not just on on the physical science level, but also. Uh, We can discover the meaning in the universe in terms of uh, the moral meaning of life, uh, the supernatural meaning of life, of course, that God uh, reveals to us. Uh, And that's the only way we can really figure that out, ultimately, is that we can know that, that God exists, but he must reveal more about what he is like, his love for us. And that ultimately happens in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why his birth at Christmas is so important for us to contemplate. And we're kind of like archaeologists, you know, as the authors say, digging up a meaning that's already there. It's kind of hidden in plain sight. And and this isn't escapism. The reason why these stories kind of resonate with us so much, it's not because we're escaping from a, a future that could mean oblivion for us. We resonate with these stories because they strike a chord within us because God has planted desires in the human heart. Scripture says that he set eternity in the hearts of men and women. So he's called us to embrace the life with him. And so this is why this keeps coming back in every story, even the Christmas stories and Christmas movies. Think about Billy's journey on the Polar Express or whatever, what have you. These are adventures, but the real delight comes when the hero returns home. And this voyage theme, right? And everything that once seemed ordinary is now... It's, it's like going from watching a black and white movie to full fact color, HD. That's really what all of our Christmas movies do for us, the ones that we really love. Uh, what about Home Alone? This is another one. It, does this have anything to do with our spiritual life? Do we have a Home Alone clip, Jim? I made my family disappear. He wants his family to disappear. And of course, this comic turn of events actually sees him living in a Christmas world without them. And and at first it's kind of fun, but then this dream obviously becomes a nightmare. There's a lot of slapstick comedy. But the real emotional power comes when Kevin realizes what he's taken for granted for so long, his family. And so when they eventually get reunited, he just appreciates them so much. Even his big brother, Buzz. Can you imagine? So this is exactly what the best of Christmas movies do for us. The, The tendency to take things, take people for granted. And... Scrooge is a super, super example of this. So we we very rarely think about this, but A Christmas Carol, the reason why it's so popular every year and why we decided to do this with the Merry Beggars on Relevant Radio is because it poses so many great questions. You know, what what power could break through a selfish heart, reconcile families, help adults recover childlike wonder? This is what Christmas is really all about. And, and And the great thing is it's a true story. Here's another thing about Charles Dickens. When he when he wrote a Christmas carol, he was actually really disillusioned by Christianity. I don't know if you know this, but he was super disillusioned by Christianity in his 1930s. He kind of rejected it. And he actually never mentions Christ specifically in a Christmas carol. So he did know that Christmas does make people reflect on how they've been living during the past year. And obviously through uh, the change of heart that Scrooge has. In the story, the implication is that we can all be transformed. And I didn't know that when this story appeared, how it actually resulted in concrete outpouring of material help for the poor. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's that's the rebirth theme, right? The rebirth theme and the voyage home theme are really the two the two big Christmas themes. And and that's that's what we really have to contemplate and how that points us to Christ. And all of these desires are kind of realized in him. He can bring us home at the end of the day. Let's go to John in Oswego, Illinois. Hi, John. Yes, hi, Cale. Thanks for taking my call. A miracle on 34th Street. I don't know the exact year. It was black and white in Mm the 1940s, but I thought that was excellent, too. It really was. And, And, Jim, do you have a clip from that one? I think you might actually have something on that. Your Honor, every one of these letters is addressed to Santa Claus. The Post Office has delivered them. Therefore, the Post Office Department, a branch of the federal government, recognizes this man, Chris Kringle, to be the one and only Santa Claus. Uh, since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Case dismissed. There you go. Miracle on 34th Street, another classic. I appreciate that one. Thanks so much. Like what you've just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.